Tony Speaks and this is my lovely wife, Kim. We are the founders and co-creators of the lifestyle brand and podcast, Becoming Disciplined. Every week we meet, learn from, and share best practices with highly disciplined men and women from a variety of fields and endeavors. Follow us on our journey. Horace Vinson is the senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. He works alongside with the leadership team to carry the vision that God has placed upon that ministry. Working closely with ministry leaders, Horace helps them to see the role they play in accomplishing God's vision and mission for Freedom Fellowship Church and assists them in carrying out the work of ministry, both evangelizing the lost and maturing the saved. He holds a master's degree in public administration from Strayer University and a master's degree in theological studies from Liberty University. He is a teacher and writer with one children's book published, The Sower. Happily married to his beautiful wife Jessica, Horace has one son and two daughters, Demetrius, Eliana, and Isabella. But this week, Pastor Horace Vincent is becoming disciplined. Today on Becoming Disciplined, we interview Pastor Horace Vincent. Pastor Vincent, welcome Amen. to Becoming Disciplined. We are so honored to have you. God bless you, brother. Excited to be here. Excited to just spend some time with you guys. By the grace of God, I'm excited. Amen, amen. So, Pastor Vincent, before you educate us and share your current status, I think it's good for every audience to be aware of a superhero's origin story. What is the, <laughs> what is the beginning of your story? Where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? So, I grew up Akron, Ohio. Uh, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm from, kind of born and raised. Uh, that that's that's kind of my my story. I grew up one of five. My my parents they they I would say my my father like my mother loved the Lord. She prayed a lot uh, for my my father. Uh, my my father loved us. Uh, growing growing up, they they tried as best they could to kind of give us everything they could they could provide for us. They they loved us very much. But from a for me personally, from a, a young age, um, there were there were some people who who kind of really took a invested in me from I would say from from a young age one of my, my good friends his grandparents um they saw me as this little knucklehead kid that they just that they that the Lord kind of called them to to spend some time with uh so they would just invest with invest in me they would bring me to church with them uh and, and, and kind of like many of my friends were doing different things but but I felt like the Lord was calling me to do something different and drawing drawing me to himself and, and people invested in me um when they really didn't have to, it was it was it, it was the first time I experienced a, a kind of unconditional love and in, in, in a in a crazy way. People were spending time with me, spending time kind of just wanting to know who I was and and kind of spend time just loving on me and and really investing in me. And, and one of the simple ways they did it is they would take me to get food. Like I like I knew every every Sunday when we, if I went to church with them, we were going out to eat afterward. And, and for a team, if you say dinner's involved, that's if it's a buffet, you. You get them really quick. So, so grab hold of me from a young age. I went into the Marine Corps, uh, and, and kind of everything is, is history from there. Once I graduated high school, I went to the Marine Corps, um, and everything else is kind of like history from that moment on. Amen, amen. Now, you mentioned those grandparents. Um, as I ask this next question, it probably might be one of them, but I wanted to ask, when you were a child, was there someone that you'd like to give a shout-out to right now that inspired you with their level of discipline? Yeah. Yeah. So so kind of from a um, kind of working um, standpoint, uh, my mom and dad, they worked really hard at, when I was a kid. That was the one thing that 
Like I, I can say, I remember even like there was some a great deal of sacrifice that they had to go through to, to make sure we had the things we need. And I, and I would say even more than that, some of the things we didn't even need, uh, they just, they just, they just loved us. And, and my mom at times, she worked three jobs um, from, from time to time just to continue to provide for us. My dad, uh, like he, he, he worked consistently uh, and he worked his way up in, in his company uh, from just a cab driver to, to running. Uh, and being the, the general manager for the limousine company when I was I was a kid, so they just always had a a, a really good work ethic. My parents and um, and kind of like just a, to highlight some other folks, there were just a couple people throughout kind of my 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 life that that really just they just invested in me from a from a young age, and it was really unconditionally. My my friend uh, Billy, his grandparents, uh, the the Grundys, they just from from a kid from a kid they just grabbed me and they they treated me just as they, as one of their other grandkids. Um, and kind of like that's just that was those were just some people who really, uh, really kind of invested in me from from a young age and, and some people I really looked up to and, and I grabbed different things from each of them. Awesome, awesome. Now, if you could time travel, and we time travel on this podcast, <laughs> you could time travel to your fifteen year old self. What advice would you give your fifteen year old self? I would say I would give kind of two things, uh, and I think they 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 go hand in hand. One, um, one, you need a lot of grace. Um, walk walking is like we. Uh, I'm kind of the way I'm 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 wired is I'm I'm, I'm results driven. I'm I'm kind of like we got to get things done and we got to do this and we got to do that. Um, but with that, I would say give grace when when necessary. Don't forget that 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 everything isn't. Like every, don't make a molehill or, or a mountain out of a molehill. Everything isn't the biggest thing in the world. But also, and the other piece I would say is, is to stay, to continue to grind um, and to stay diligent in, in, your, in grinding. Um, so grace, but also stay, stay determined and, and, and stay focused. Okay. All right. Now, we also, we've interviewed quite a few Marines uh, in this podcast. So let's time travel one more time. Let's fast forward. <laughs> three and a half or four years to when Horace Vinson is coming right out of boot camp. Okay. He's yeah. reporting to his first duty station. If you have a chance to talk to that young person, what advice, do you, you know, one sentence, what do you tell him to, to, to help his life and his military career and everything after it? What advice do you give him? I would tell him you need to be humble. <laughs> like you need to be humble, humility. Uh, like when I was young, I thought I knew everything. I thought I had all the answers. I thought I had it all figured out. Um, and, and kind of the, the, the being diligent, I think that's good. The kind of being determined is good, but I could have, like, I, there was a, there was a, a, a cocky arrogance to, to kind of the, the, the young me. And I think the Lord has, has humbled me over the years and, and in being humble, I think it's matured me in my, my walk with the Lord and even just my overall life. So just be humble. Um, and walk in humility. Mm, okay. All right. That is awesome. That is awesome. I think, uh, and you come out of basic or boot camp and you, you're, you're told you're invincible. Pastor Vincent, let's time travel one more time. Where the first time your child, your first child was placed in your arms. <laughs> Amen. If you could go yeah. and give a piece of advice to that young dad who probably a little terrified with that baby in his arms. What advice would you give to that young man? Oh man, oh man, um, that's a tough one. Um, 
20, 21 year old or four is right. quite a quite a quite a while ago. Uh, I would say um, what the advice I would give to him um, is that it's okay that you don't you don't have it all figured out. Um, I was joking with someone even this past week uh, that one of the cool slash crazy things about about parenting is that you realize your parents didn't have all the answers when you were a kid. You, you, you kind of grow up with these, these, these big people and you're a little person. And you're like, man, they got it all figured out. No, they don't. They were, they were 20 something years old, 30 some year old, like you are now. They were literally trying to, trying to figure it out as they went along. And, and, and for 21 year old hordes, you, you don't have all the answers. Um, but that's okay. You're going to, you're going to learn and you're going to grow. Um, and and some of it's gonna like you're gonna bump your head a couple of times, Amen. but that's all right. That's a part of that's a part of the process. So you don't have to have all the answers. That's what I would tell them. Now I worked with you. Uh, we won't talk about the place or or the time or anything like that. But I worked with you in the Marine Corps, and uh, and and I'm I plan to include this in your intro as well. But you were and and, and I just want to say this. Uh, I've worked with people. Um, just so people know where I'm from, I, I was in the army and I've worked as a defense contractor. I've worked as a government employee for, you know, missile defense agency and worked for different places in the Marine Corps. And um, you are probably the most organized administrator that I ever worked with. Okay. Like in 25 years, well, whatever, 1993, whatever 1993 is. So uh, all the way back to 1993, you're probably the most organized administrator that I've ever worked with on knowing how to, uh, to keep an office running and making sure the paperwork is tight and making sure that everything is up to standards. And you were, you're probably the best I've ever worked with. And, 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 and I say this because just so y'all know, Pastor Pastor Vincent does not sell himself as a productivity expert. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't submit himself that way, but he is that person. Um, my question is, were you organized before the Marine Corps, or do you think the Marine Corps turned you into that organized person? Yeah, I would say before the Marine Corps, I just kind of had a um, I was a like my biggest, I would say, strength was that I, I was a team player, that I was I was willing to do the work. Um, and that I was willing to be a part of a, a team. I would say that the different people that I worked with over the time that I was in the Marine Corps and even after, I kind of taken different things from different people. Even my time working with you, uh, there was a lot that I kind of like took from you. I think we, as long as we're willing to, to learn uh, and, and kind of like look at, you can learn something from any leader or any person who's in a kind of like one of those authority positions. You can learn different like things to do, things not to do. You can learn uh, just, just, I kind of like, I would say I, I've grabbed and, and, and snatched and collected tips and tricks and traits and, and just different things from different people over time. And that's what, like, that's why, that's one of the reasons why I point to humility so much is that if you're, if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to be humble, then you can learn a great deal and people will invest in you. Mm, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Now, do you attribute, that <coughs> God works some things. Because I just heard a message from Dr. Miles Monroe talking about um, the late great Dr. Miles Monroe talking about uh, submission to authority. Yeah, the greatest power is in submission to authority. Yep. Now, do you attribute your organization to that Horace Vincent has an incredible amount of energy, or is there a 
mental structure that makes things easier. You see what I'm saying? Like, is it Horace yeah, Vincent, the fact that Horace Vincent is grinding and that Horace Vincent moves at a higher clip than the rest of us? Or is the fact that Horace Vincent, over the years, uh, learning from all of these leaders, you have a mental structure that allows you to be that much more organized? Because I just want to tell my audience, out of 25 years, Horace is the most organized I've ever worked with. So would you attribute it more to your energy level or to your mental structure? I would say uh, mental structure. I've just, I've kind of like, as you kind of like building you and you kind of like have a way in which you do things, like the goal is to be more efficient when it comes to kind of like organization is, is to be more efficient in, in how you do things. And what, what works now may not work later. What you used to do may not work and may not work now. So you, as you kind of grow and, and, and learn, you kind of pull out what doesn't work, put in what does work. And, and some of those things are just from learning and, and kind of like over the years learning, but some of those things are as you kind of as you go. Hey, this I, I, I've experimented. This doesn't work, or this does work. I think energy. If you if you don't kind of like do things the right way, energy can can be a like if you're just like if you're just spun out of control because you're excited. I'm just excited to do things. If there's no structure to the way you do things, then it doesn't equate to or or it doesn't translate to efficiency and effectiveness. Mm, powerful, powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, that's going to be its own excerpt. Amen. So that's going to be its own <laughs> excerpt and stuff, man. Now, when you come into work, because we're trying to help the person who is struggling and we're trying to help yeah. the person who is lost. That's, that's the purpose of this podcast. And just for anyone who's listening, first time you ever listen, I want, you know, I, I kind of style myself as Dr. David Bruce Banner back in the <laughs> 70s he was going from town to town looking for a cure. Amen. So uh, yeah. I, I consider, I, I jokingly, it's not true, but I jokingly call myself the most undisciplined man in the world. And I do that because <laughs> I try to learn from all my different guests so that one day I could become a Horace Vincent. Amen. So, uh, but my, my question is when you come into work and there are 30 emails and three phone calls in your queue and the boss is asking for something, how do you sort through that? What's your process of? So you got thirty emails, you got three phone calls that have lit up your voicemail box, and then the boss is asking you to do something as well. How do you sort through all of that? Like, what? what yeah. How How would you process through that in an organized and structured way? Got it. So one of the difficulties, and I can, I'll just, I'll just start with this. One of the difficulties is when things are thrown at you. Uh, you feel like I just gotta, I gotta hurry up and do something. I gotta just do something. I gotta, I gotta just start getting things done. Um, but, but the the problem with that is if you don't prioritize things based on the level of importance, then you just find yourself just doing tasks. And and what you may need, to, what may be most important, the thing you need to get done first is stuff there waiting. When you've done, it's great that you've done five other things, but the thing I need you to get done first, you haven't done. So really, one of the things that I, I would say it's it's important, but you gotta kind of like make sure that you you understand this is that some that it's gonna take a minute or you need to take some time to get organized. You need to take some time to start prioritizing things because it's 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 a little bit of investment on the front end, but it pays great dividends on the back end. So mm -hmm. taking time to say, hey, I got thirty emails, but these ten emails are most important, or what the what the boss is saying is most important. So I got this queue of things. So you you prioritize what you want to get done or, or what it is you're going to get done and then you start to work through it so if i don't get to task number 20 or 30 that's not as important as, as if i don't get done my number one two or three priorities so taking time on the front end to kind of triage 
all the things that are happening. It's like a, it's like when you go into an emergency room, they don't just say, I'm going to take, I'm going to take seven people who need a Band-Aid over to one guy who has like this huge gaping wound. You, you, you triage and you prioritize the needs. You're going to get through everything, but I need to get through what's most important and to, to through what's least important at that moment. Awesome. 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 Now, as you're triaging and as you're getting organized, you know, because I've, I've talked to some productivity experts and sometimes they do things different ways. Does Horace Vincent write down your things outside of your computer on a notepad or, or organizer? Or do you use an app or do you use Outlook, the, all of the tools that are within Outlook? How do you, how do you, so, how do, you do your triage? Yeah, got it. So actually... Um, like for for as much as I I, I love technology and I, I use technology, like my father, my mother and father in law make jokes about when you come into our home, we will say like Google turn on the TV or or Google turn on the lights. We, we technology can be very effective, but there's some things that you sometimes don't understand that you miss. So I write down like when it comes to my tasks, I, I have like sticky like long kind of like sticky boards where I, I write down my tasks each day. Because it allows me to kind of go through them, but also there's something that happens when you physically write something down versus when you type it into a computer or do it a, a different way. There's something that kind of the like there's there's memorization that happens. There's a it's an additional step in, in writing those things down, and it helps you to better remember. It helps you to better understand those things. Just like when you're when you're reading the words, like I, I love my app, but sometimes I need to get into like my and get into to the to the bible itself but i love that we have all these other things that help us but your primary methods the ones that will be most effective is if there's we, we you don't want to get away too far away from those things because it's not just the it, there's additional steps that that are that are that are involved so when you write things down it helps you it's proven that it helps you to remember remember it more if you write it down um, and then and do it if it's if it's something that you really want to remember, then you do it multiple times. But but writing it down is a, it's an additional step, and it helps you to be a, more effective and to write and to remember it. Good, good, good. There's a, a guy named Michael Hyatt who says thoughts disentangle themselves over the lips and through pencil tips. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> That's good. With what you're saying there. Now uh, these are some standard questions that I ask everybody. Um, and, and it's split around 50-50, so maybe you'll be the tiebreaker, uh, Pastor Vincent. How well do you sleep? Are you a good sleeper or are you a disjointed sleeper? Do you sleep like a dead man or do you have disrupted sleep? How well do, do you sleep and how does it affect your performance? Got it. Um, so I sleep pretty well. Um, I've always uh, slept pretty well. I, I sleep. I have dreams. Uh, I, I don't get up traditionally in, in the middle of the night. I'm I very much so sleep through the night, and and I don't know if part of this is from my Marine Corps time, but like I can sleep anywhere. Like it, it doesn't have to be like great. I want my bed, but like we're taking a road trip, I can sleep in a, in an in in instant. Right. So I'm, I'm I, I definitely um, can sleep really well normally. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now let's time travel one more time, and and this is more of a, a Pastor Vincent specific question is uh, if you could tell you recently uh, were put in charge by God, over, you know, over a ministry. And if you could time travel one more time to the, to, to the day where the keys were handed over to you. Amen. Uh, you know, this is a short time travel. So I think it's only two years. But what advice can you give to young uh, first day Pastor Vincent, that you've learned in the last two years where you were, oh, I would have done that different. 
Whew. I've, 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 I've learned a lot in the last two years, and it, it, it's been, a, a, I would say, a, a crazy two years. The first year, kind of, if I can summarize the, the last two years real quick, the first year was just trying to figure out and understand, like, my father-in-law was our senior pastor before me. Um, and I, I was really close to him, and, and even ministry-wise, I was I would say I was like his right-hand man with a lot of things, but there's so many things I didn't know and I didn't understand until I was sitting in seat. So the first year, was a, it was very much so kind of like fire hose, just trying to grab hold and, and really start to kind of like get fully into the seat. The last year was just straight up, you got to trust the Holy Spirit because with all the COVID stuff and all the different kind of circumstances, if if you weren't if you weren't spending your time drawing close to God, then then I don't like then you would be you be this COVID would have been riding you versus you trying to stay ahead of it. Um, and I would say what I learned in the last year, I would apply to the first year. Uh, trust the Holy Spirit and and spend as much time as you can drawing near to God because as you draw near to God, as you hear from the Lord, He will direct your your steps with everything else. So I would I would tell two years ago me. Um, don't get hung up in the, in the, in the, in the processes because processes and methods change, uh, but the message doesn't change. Um, and, and, and the one who is the, the one who created the message, the Lord, he, he doesn't change. So, so draw near to God, uh, and, and trust him through, through the process. Amen. 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 Now, uh, now this is a standard question I ask everybody. What book outside of the Bible has shaped your life in the most profound way? Book outside of the Bible. Uh, let me think. Read different books throughout the years. I would say one, um, one that really that was really kind of like that that really kind of ministered to me some years ago. Uh, it's called Sun. St- sorry, Sun Stand Still by Pastor Stephen Furtick. Um, it was just it, that book, it, it talked about kind of like walking in faith, but kind of walking boldly in, 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 in our faith um, in the midst of kind of every circumstance or situation. Um, and I would say that like that was a couple of years ago, but then kind of looking back on it, like that was during the time where I felt like the Lord was preparing me for this new season of my life. And, and, and everything that God had been speaking was very much consistent. And, and, that, and that book kind of was like also another one of those you're going into a new season, you're going into a new time in, in your life, just know that I'm with you and that I'm for you. But you better be uh, close to me because I'm the one who, I'm your shelter in, in, in the storm. So being able to press forward and push forward and be encouraged in this time and not let kind of everything that's happening around us um, kind of shape my perspective or not letting everything that's happening around us shape kind of how I view God. Um, that's one of the things that I felt the Lord was kind of calling me to because as leaders, like as as the leaders go, then the people go. If if they're if they're looking at you like, man, you you seem uncertain or you seem afraid or you seem like worried. You like, I'm supposed to I'm trying to gain encouragement from you. I'm trying to I'm, me and my family, we're trying to trying to trust the Lord and, and trust these these under shepherds, these people that God has put in places of authority to to walk with me, to encourage me. If you look like you're struggling. What does that say about, like, how, how am I supposed to do this thing? Amen. 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 That's good. That is good. That is good. Now, at Becoming Disciplined, we examine discipline or organization in the following areas. We look at, and don't get me wrong, I, I always have to repeat them to everybody, all right? So, you know, because we're going to, it's a long list here. We look at spirituality, mental discipline, physical discipline, 
emotional intelligence, financial discipline, time management, and home and data organization. Now, as I repeat the list, uh, I'm going to ask you to think about which one is your strongest point, which, is, which of these points or these areas could use the most work, and how do you plan or do you plan in 2021 to strengthen that weakened area or that weakened area? Okay, so we're going to cover, uh, we're, we're looking at spirituality, mental discipline, physical discipline, emotional intelligence, financial discipline, time management, and home and data organization. Which is the strongest? Which is the weakest? And what's the plan for that weak area, if there is one? Got it. Man, these are some, these are some, good, some good areas. I would say... Um, Kind of going through them, uh, one of the I would say one of my strengths, my strengths would be um, probably mental discipline. Um, I would say that kind of like the way I'm wired. Uh, I'll start. I'll start there. The, the way I'm wired, um, like if you kind of get to like personality type, I'm very much so kind of uh, like sensing, judging. Like I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm a lot more black and white um, than, than many people are. Um, and and for, for me and for us as Christians, we're, we're called to, to trust God and, and trust that God is with us and that he's for us and that what he's called us to do, that he will get us through. Um, and I just remember kind of early on, um, and, I, and I have to go back to, to the address, but, but uh, like scripture says that, that if you fail in, in times of adversity, then your strength is small. Um, and, and I just remember kind of leaning on that, that, well, God has called me to this and, and God is kind of walking with me. I have to continue. My part is to continue to trust God no matter what, no matter what it looks like, no matter kind of what's happening around us, no matter kind of like what circumstances come up. I know that that that, that God is with me and if God is for me, then who can be against me? Uh, and, I, and I see that as like that's a that's kind of one of those when you, we have to stand on God's word. If God has said it, then it's true. So no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on, I have to remember that, well, God is with me. If God is with me, then who can be against me? If God is for me, then then kind of what what that comes against me can, can stand against me. And I've experienced different things in my in my life and I've had some difficulties. You know kind of some of the things that I've I've faced and 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 kind of like one of the greatest of those being kind of like the, the losing my brother early on, um early on in, in, in kind of like my, my my adult life and kind of asking the Lord to kind of get me through that. And really, I would say at times clinging to the Lord and, and what was and has been one of my most difficult, that was by far my most difficult kind of darkest time in my life. And God got me through that. So looking at the different things, even COVID, like even kind of all the things that we've experienced now, getting, seeing the Lord get me through one of my most difficult times in my life. I know that he can get me through these things and, and, and every, and all the things that have kind of like come up over the years. It hasn't been a cakewalk, but but God has been faithful, so I know that He's faithful. So I know that He He who began to work in me will see it through to completion. So when it comes to, to mental strength, it's it's not based on the, the 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 easy part of it. It's not based on my ability. It is not based on who I am, but based on who He is. So so my faith is in Him, not in me. Uh, so mental strength, and I, I just look back to the Lord in in those difficult times. So I would say that's a, a strength because um, that's kind of something I've always been able to lean on. In, in good times, bad times, difficult times, lean times, I've been able to lean on who God is. Amen. I would say that was a that's a that's a, 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 a discipline. I would say a strength, discipline-wise. 
physical, uh, I would say this kind of like when it comes to kind of a weakness or weak area, I would say physical. like the, the Marine in me wants to default to physical discipline um, because there, 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 there's kind of like certain things that I've kind of like used to do, whether it be like workout and, and do different things health wise um, that I feel like I need to get back to. And I would say that's something, something that I, I, I continue to, to try to work at and strengthen. Um, but I would say kind of like, if you want to look at something that I really want to work at um, this upcoming year and that I've really kind of taken a, a, an aim to work at is financial discipline. I feel like I've been, I've always been, and we've all, me and my wife, we've always been kind of like uh, like charitable givers. We've always been joyous givers, but I would say that the Lord has continued to just press on my heart how important it is to continue to, 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 to improve in how we, we are, we are financial stewards because that will allow me to, to grow in God's call on my life. So my, my great, I would say my, my big goal and my big aim is to, to be in full-time ministry. I'm bivocational, uh, as you know, to be in full-time ministry by the time I'm 40. So there's some greater levels of financial discipline that will have to take place for that to happen. So that's something that the Lord, even kind of through the last year, the Lord has been been kind of like showing me and giving me wisdom on. So just continue to, to, to improve in my, my financial discipline and how we financially steward everything that God has given us to be a bigger blessing and to walk in, in kind of a greater level of, of God's call in my life. Amen. Powerful, powerful. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. Now, um, as a, as a person, now, what, what year, I, all these years we get to mix together, brother. Uh, and what year did you have your initial call again? I can't remember. So um, I felt the call from God to, to pastor in 2017. Um, and, and back then I, I kind of got together with our elders at the time and we agreed to kind of like pray and seek the Lord um, for the, the time and the season where he's calling this to, to kind of like go into place or or, or, or kind of come to fruition. So we prayed through it for about, I would say, 18 months to two years. And then in 2019 and in March 2019, I was set in as our senior pastor and I, and I have been for a little less than two and a half years now. Wow. For our audio-only listeners, we have a paid ad for the next one minute and 33 seconds. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is in your time zone. At least on my time, it's it's after church, and I don't know about you, sometimes after church, I'm just lacking energy. Courtney. Yes? Can you get me... Can you get me a uh, one of them vitamins that your mama takes? Here you go, Daddy. Mm. Let me try one of these. Tastes pretty good. My God, my God, Q! What do you have in there? It's made with vitamins B9 and B12. It's it's great for my overall health. It's made with pectin, a unique fiber in fruit peels. It's simple and delicious. Kim, did you know that more people search apple cider vinegar in the U.S. than tea? Google has 15,000 people searching that word every day in the U.S. alone. Kim, how can more people get this gummy? If you want to support the podcast, or if you're looking to improve your health, you can order these gummies at https forward slash forward slash go.goalie.com forward slash becoming discipline don't forget to use our promo code becoming discipline
That is amazing. Now, uh, what tips do you have for young pastors or young ministers in sermon preparation? What what tips would you give them? How, like, so when you have to preach on a so you get past one Sunday and you're starting the, yep. the first Monday, but you know you have to preach next Sunday right after that. What is your process? so that you can get to that pulpit and you have the most confidence and you feel good about what you're walking into that, that next Sunday. What's your process like for that week? Got it. So uh, for me, I would, I would say um, the, the, the biggest thing is, is I kind of like go through it and I'll just kind of like walk through my, walk through my, my week. Um, and then overall, of course, just like with most of us, you, you kind of have an idea of what you're going to preach to. I would, like for me, I kind of like do three to six months in advance. I kind of have things for, for the different months. So I have a kind of a great deal of uh, kind of a great understanding of kind of overall what I'm preaching through that month. And, and it may be a particular topic or a particular kind of like passage or, or place in scripture where you're going to preach through overall. So I kind of, even before I get into that week, I'm pretty sure kind of what like a nice chunk of the, the meat of the verse or the passage that I'm going to be preaching through. Um, but really, when I kind of get to the beginning of the week, the, the like the beginning of that week, I just I just want to soak in the scripture. Um, like people, they want to get to like, hey, I need to come up with these great um, kind of like ways to describe it, these great ways to to, to understand it, or, or or I got these this great idea to try to illustrate this. I would say that you need to first make sure you fully understand the passage, or you need to make sure you fully understand the verse. You need to take the appropriate time to to fully understand it because that's where that's where kind of the, the anointing, that's where what God God has called you to do this. So so he's gonna prepare you and give you everything you, you need to do it. So don't focus on, hey, I need to make sure I illustrate this in some kind of crazy cool way or some kind of I want to be really relevant. So I want to make sure I, I do this in the right way. No, you need to take the time to fully understand the verse and everything that God has poured into you will begin to come out when you when you when you fully kind of like understand it. And and then as you go through your prep, I, I understand this and and as you go through your prep, you're, you're doing your exegesis, you're looking back at, at kind of whether it be different texts or you're looking back at the Greek or Hebrew to kind of better understand it. And, and, and you're at that point, kind of middle of the week. I, I, I know the verse. It's, 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 it's kind of like this is what you have said. It's like I use kind of like a format that I use is, 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 is me, we, God, uh, you, me or sorry, me, we, God, you, we kind of like making it practical. I start with kind of how this passes or or how this applies to my own personal life. And I get into the week, I include and incorporate everyone who's who's a part of your audience. And then you get into the verse because that's what God has said. That's most important. Like what has God said? What is the verse? What is the passage that we're trying to understand? And then you kind of get into the application. Everything that God has given in, in the word for today is, is not just so you can say, great, I, I just read through John 3, 16 and I know that God so loved the world. I'm going to go on and live my life. It's, there's an application for it. So you get to the, hey, how does this apply to you? And how does this ab- apply to the body as a whole? It's important that we, 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 we think individually, but we also have to understand that, that it's, not, it's not just me and you and, uh, against the world. God, is, God has a body for himself. We're the body of Christ. It's a, everything that God has spoken, he's spoken to the body. So there's a practical application for me. But then there's also an application for, for we walking together as brothers and sisters. That's why it's important that we fellowship together, we live together, and we walk together as brothers and sisters uh, in, in the Lord. Because there's a, there's a me and then there's a we. And we have to remember and, and, and understand the scripture in both of those contexts. 
this is my personal walk. This like we're focused on prayer. This is how this is why it's important for me to pray. This is why it's important for me to draw near. Our current focus is on prayer. This is why it's important for me to draw near to the Lord. But there's also a, a we in prayer. There's a corporate prayer. There's a, us coming together to pray. There's us being unified in our hearts, knit together as we pray and seek the Lord together. Because I can tell you right now, when when we get before the Father, me and you, it, it, it's no, it's no more. It's no Tony. It's no Horace. It's, it's this is what God has said, and we're going to align with His word. And that's where you kind of it comes in the to the corporate we. I would say take time to 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 learn and know the verse. Spend time just soaking in the, the verse of passage and then kind of then you can then out of that will birth some of the application and God will bring things to your, your remembrance of whether it be uh, um, kind of references or, or kind of practical application or, hey, this is what God has shown me even this week or kind of, hey, this is an instance that or something, something that I can kind of like practically apply this, this verse of passage or, or kind of like what this thing that God has called me to, to preach on for that week. And just, I would say, just soaking it, uh, uh, locked up the appropriate time. Like for me, I can very much so, when it comes to confidence, competence leads to confidence. Like you can't, like you can't, you can't have confidence without competence. If you don't know what you're preaching, if you haven't soaked in it, if you don't have the competence, you don't, you don't fully understand it, then you won't have the confidence when you share it. That's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, uh, Advice, Will, I, I would like to shift back to what people call secular. In my mind, there's no such thing as secular work, but but um, what we call the secular workplace. I yeah. saw, you know, we worked in the same general location for like 14 years. Yeah. And, um, oh no, 10 years, 10 years. And yeah. um, um, in that place, you know, you had some awesome bosses. And then you also mm-hmm. had some bosses that were not like necessarily the most godly or the most righteous or the most organized or the most squared away. For the young Christian who might be, whether it's in different locations, wherever they're working, uh, who, you know, they had a great boss, but then they go to a place where the person they're in submission to is not righteous or not godly or not yeah. even like they should. Uh, for someone who always, to me, you you did the right thing no matter what boss you had. Uh, what advice can you give to that person who's really kind of sitting underneath a saw? And what advice yeah. can you give to them? Yeah, uh, I would say like when it comes to to, to my work life, and we've we've had some conversations before. I would say there's kind of like two places in scripture that have really kind of they they just shaped a lot about my my view when it comes to to work and and working for for other people. One, just the, the entire, I would say the entire book of Daniel, just Daniel's life, uh, to me, he he honored the Lord with with, with how he, he lived his life. He was of value uh to the king. And 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 I think sometimes in Christendom we don't we don't we I just gonna go there and do my job or I'm just gonna do this and do that. No, no, Daniel, he he was of value. Like the king loved him. Like he found great value in what Daniel did, but at the same time Daniel didn't go away from or he didn't do things that didn't honor didn't honor God. So his his aim was to, to honor God in everything that he does. And I would say kind of how that how that applies to and how you kind of like translate that to the New Testament. Uh and in, in, in the book of Colossians and I'll just read two verses from, from Colossians, Colossians chapter three, verses twenty-three and twenty-four. Um it says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Jesus or the Lord Christ. Um, 
for, for me, uh, I remember kind of reading that passage in Colossians early on, kind of like in my, my adult working time in my adult working years and just just understand kind of coming to the realization that as Christians, as as children of God, we are we are bond servants of Christ. So everything that I do is I'm working as unto the Lord. So while I have people who are in authority over me or I have people that I have to submit to work wise, ultimately I, I work to serve God. So then when I have that mindset, the things that I do is not based on my boss. Uh, good boss, bad boss. I, I'm, my goal is to honor God in, in everything I do. My goal is to is to, is to, to do what pleases my father. Um, just like any child, they want to please their they want to please their parents. They want their father to say good job and see the work that they've done. We are children of God, so as a child of God, I just want to honor my father. I, I want my father to see that work that I'm doing uh, and be pleased with what I'm doing. So, so I, I work as unto the Lord. I, I work with the goal and the aim to, to please God. And, and in doing so, uh, it's given me opportunities to minister to people. In doing so, it's, it's been a testimony of, of who God is and how good God is. That's why uh, it's important to, to remember and to continue to point people to God because I was like, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here. Like, I, I guarantee you, I probably wouldn't have made it more than a couple of years past adulthood. Um, but God, but God, by his grace, he, he, he saved me and redeemed my life. And, and he legit literally saved my life. And and he continues to, to just bless my life. So um, my goal is to, to, to honor God um, and in their submission to those people that have been put in authority uh, over me. And that's, that's praying for even whether they, they love you, hate you, whether you, your bosses curse you, um, we're called to pray for them. Um, and, and as you do that, as you pray for people who curse you, like literally, as you know, like there were times where my boss is like, like you, you love Jesus, that's great because I hate Jesus. And, and, and the gospel is an offense. And, and like they mock me or ridicule me. And, and years later, they have a great deal of respect for me. And I believe that that's because God changed their heart. So so as you as you kind of like encounter different bosses, as you pray for people, when you begin to kind of like see them through God's eyes, he still he loves them. Like no matter whether they're like they're like in this world, all have sinned. So, I mean, like God still loves them. God still wants them to, to, to come to know. God the Father still wants him to come to know his son Jesus, um, and you get, you get God's heart for people, and you begin to see people through His eyes. So no matter what they're doing in the in the world, you're like, I just, Lord, I just pray that you would like sooner or later, God, whether it be five years, like three years, five years. In this case, I would say working for the same guy for ten years before God got a hold of his heart. Um, you just you just keep praying that God would kind of crack that door open, um, and that the, that He would He would allow. He would allow that person to come to know him or that the person would, would allow or surrender their life to the Lord. So it, it, it just changes as we walk with the Lord. It, and you read the word, it just changes your perspective uh, on the world around you. It changes your perspective on, on work. We were created for work. We were created for worship to God. It changes your perspective on, on who those people that, that are in submission over you or, or, or in position of authority over you. Because, I mean, all authority comes from God. And in their, and even in their authority, they're not greater than God because he's still our father. He's still the one who protects us. So so you may be in authority, an authoritative position right now, but I serve the one who's greater. So you better be careful with his son. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 <laughs> now, uh, us focusing on the positive. I know you've had two incredible mentors. Amen. That I know you probably, you know, speaking about authority. And speaking about, uh, let's focus on some of the good, the good ones that God has sent you. Would you like to give a shout out to 
uh, Tanya Henley, uh, or, or now Tanya Henley Clark, and uh, what what did she mean to you in your early military career? And then let's give another shout out if you want to talk about the impact that your father-in-law has had on you and how he yeah. changed your life as well. Because those mentors, yeah. I think, that sometimes mentors can be um, they can be unsung heroes. And and I wanted to give you know the Bible talks about paying honor where honor is due. So I just wanted to give that moment of time the impact that Tanya Henley Clark and uh, and, your, and and Pastor Wallace has had upon you. Can you share? Can you share about that? Yeah, I would say uh, Tanya for 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 me just early on, like I was like I would like I I kind of came to her as a as a PFC in the Marine Corps, nineteen year old goofball, um, and and she and she was she was gentle when she had to be. She was firm when she had to be, but but at the same time she like I I learned so much from her early on, and and really before that I would say um, I had other. Kind of, I had other people who kind of sewn into my my life, I would say, uh, but but she like it was a different kind of thing. This was a this was like an adult, like this was like grown kind of. I was a grown up then. It was it was not just professional, but it was also personal. It, like kind of when you're when you're when you're a kid and you're working this job or you're doing this and that, they're like, I need you to be at work at this time and I need you to do this and do that. She was this was this was a different kind of thing. This was say, what's going on in your personal life? Hey. What's going on with with your family? I'm I'm all about kind of investing in, in your family and, and making sure you do the right things. Or, or when I needed a, a kick in the butt, when I when I hey I really want to start going to school, but I'm I'm afraid and I'm and I'm this and I'm, and I'm that. She encouraged me in that way, but also hey you need to like you need to get your education while you can. Kind of like it was there was there was hey there's things you need to do and I can see that, so I'm gonna talk to you and, and encourage you to take that next step even when you're fearful. Or even when you're afraid, and and encourage you through the through the through the throughout the, the way, and this is years. Like some people, they, they may have like I want to give you a word or something for for a moment, but will you walk with me through it, through all the kind of all the ups and the downs? And she was there for the long haul. And you're talking about 15 years later, and we still have a, a I would say an excellent relationship. That's someone who's willing to invest in people and invest in the long haul. Um, all those, all those different, like in every one that I was in my unit with back in the day, we all still kind of like, we also look at her as, as a mentor. When we were a kid, when we were, when we were kids, when we were 19, 20 years old, we called her like, like, like mama Tanya, sort of like, cause she was like a, she was like a, like another mom to us. Um, so she just, she saw these, like these kids that have potential or these young adults, I would say that had uh, some potential and she, and she, she worked to, to, to bring out that potential in each of them. Uh, kind of taking the time to 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 mentor each of them and encourage each of them in a different way. This it's like it, she was very much so mothering to, to mother, like spiritual mother, uh, to to each of them. Kind of taking the time to 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 encourage each of us uh, in our in our in our life and in our walk over the years. Amen. Amen. So 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 I, I I thank God for her for her and just what the Lord is uh, continuing to do even in her heart and in her life and her in her family's life. And and kind of the, the other one, uh, Pastor Kurt, um, my my father-in-law, Kurt Wallace. He just, I remember kind of coming to our our church now a little over like right around ten years ago. Um, and from a, from an early kind of like I got there, I would say within like four or five months, um, like he just kind of like took me under his wing. Um, and he really like when it comes to discipleship, I had never really I. I, I I walk with the Lord from I would say from a teenager, uh, like going, growing up in, in the church, reading the Word. I, I I received Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. I was baptized, 
but I would say that that I, I didn't really I wasn't I would say there wasn't a great deal of of, of spiritual growth from like 15 to like 20, 20 23, 24. Uh, there was some growth. I read the word some like I, I knew what God had promised. I was definitely willing to, to, to stand on God's promises. I knew what he had spoken. Uh, but my life like I but I don't know if I, I, I wasn't doing the, my part. I wasn't kind of doing the work that, hey, hey, God has said this, but he also said that, that this is what you're called to do. This is how you're called to walk. Mm-hmm. For, for for me, Pastor Kurt was one that, that took me under his wing and, and really just discipled me. Uh, just in, I would say just even in the, just the simple things, uh, kind of like the simple aspects of our, our walk with the Lord. Uh, it's very much so. He was very much so and has been a, a Paul to my Timothy. Follow me as I follow Christ. There's, there's been humility. And, and I would say even with Tanya, both in ta- with Tanya and with him, the thing that we we don't value as much as we should is that is that people are are open and honest and vulnerable with what happened in their life, what they've kind of learned through, what they've grown through. It wasn't this false sense of I'm holy as thou. It wasn't a false sense of who I am. No, they were open and honest about different things they've struggled with, different things they faced, the things that they've grown from, and and, and kind of over the years, the like what did they have to learn from that they don't want you to make the same mistakes. Being vulnerable and kind of being willing to to, to leave yourself bare over the years is it's, it's been one of those things that I would say has has encouraged me greatly. But it's also I've learned so much just from them being honest and open about their life. And and for my my father in law, he continues to speak into my life. He continues to provide apostolic oversight to our church. So even as God has called me to be a leader, and 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 kind of in the in the church. Uh, I still have people that I submit to. I still have authority that I submit to. I still have people that, hey, hey, well, if I act a fool, will, will grab me by the back of my shirt if, if, if need be. So, it, so just submitting to that to that authority and, and walking in the authority God's given me, um, it's a part of God's call and plan, and it's, it's what 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 kind of has blessed my my walk. I would say. Amen. 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 Now you got your degree while you were working. While you were being a disciple, and and while you were having to do a lot of, if I'm remembering correct, you were able to get your degree while you were working and everything else. Um, uh, can you give any advice to the person who's, let's say, they're 80 credits in, and and they just feel like giving up, and they feel stressed because you know trying to go to school and work at the same time. Can you share with us about your experience and? What advice do you give to that person who's still a good 15, 20, 30 credits away, but uh, they they just feel discouraged. They feel like they're never going to get there. Got it. Yeah. So so kind of like a little bit of uh, I don't know if I shared this with you before. Uh, so I initially got my my, my master's in, in public administration back when we were kind of working before. But I I, I pre I, I went back to school when I when I started pastoring and then I got my master's in uh, theological studies. I just finished this past June, so I have my master's in theological studies as well. So, so for me, and I, I, I point to the second one more than the first one because the second one I would say posed more challenges because with with the first one I, I had I had a, a child, but that was like I had one child, not not now having three, uh, and I was just going and I was just working. I wasn't working and pastoring the church. Uh, so this one I, I would say it, it required a great deal more. Kind of organization and time management, um, and and kind of there was just not like for the, I would say for because it took me a, like right around two years I would say like a, a month less than two years to finish this this master's and and 
And for that two years, at, at times it was a grind. And, and not only did I have to sacrifice, my family had to sacrifice, but I would say that the, 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 what's invested, it, it, it pays so much more dividends. Now that I'm finished, I thank God that I did it. I thank God that I, that I accomplished it, but also that I, I thank God for the journey because like, there were, there were Saturday nights. There was, there was like a great deal of Sundays. I didn't, I didn't know what, a, up until like four months ago, three months ago, I didn't know what a Sunday afternoon looked like right. without some homework sprinkled in there or without a paper sprinkled in there. Um, but I would say that, that you are close to the end. You like, you've done the work, you're doing the work. And even I would say an encouragement to someone who, who's just beginning once you're finished, the crazy thing about it, it may seem like the, 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 the longest, two, three, four years of your life, but once you're gone, once you're done, like you've accomplished it and it can't be, nobody can take that from you. Once you've done it, you, you've finished it and you, you completed it and you accomplished it. Um, and it, it's one of those things where it, there's some work that put, that's put in, but the reward will last you forever. Like you can, you can kind of grow from there for the next 30, 40 years, even though you spent two, three, four years to get it. Um, with every degree and every kind of educational thing I've been able to do, over the years, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that time back to not have that accomplishment. Amen. You got to be willing to invest. Amen. 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 Now, what schools? Uh, what school did you get your divinity degree? So I got my my divinity degree from from uh, Liberty University. Oh, praise God! Praise God! And then the the other degree, uh, the communications one. The the other one was in public administration. I got that from Strayer. Okay. I did that both kind of like a mixture of online and and, and at the places here in, in the Northern Virginia area. Amen, 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 amen. Now, this is the time you have placed a great deal of value. You've given us a great deal of value and you've blessed our souls. Now we want to hear about what Pastor, where Pastor Vincent is preaching, where the church is, how can we find you? How can we find you online? How can we find you in person? How can we come out to your church? Uh, can you tell us about your service times, websites, what your ministry is doing, anything that you're excited about right now? If you could share that with us, because I know there's going to be some people out here that they're going to see this interview and they're going to want to invest in you after all of the blessings that you've invested in us. Amen. So, Freedom Fellowship Church is a, is a church I, I pastor. We're up in Dale City in Woodbridge, Virginia. Our, our address is 4320 Dale Boulevard. And we meet, we have two services right now. Um, we meet at, at, on Sunday mornings from 9 to 10. And then we have another service uh, from 1030 to 12 each Sunday morning. Um, you, can, you can tap into our, our service online on our, on our Facebook page, Freedom Fellowship Church, uh, Dale City. Or you can, you can, we also have a, a, an app that we just developed and, and launched in February of this, of this year. And you can find it in your Apple or Android app store, Freedom Fellowship Church, comma, VA, to, to kind of tap into our, our, our services. So, so our Facebook page, our, our, our app, and then our website, FFF, I'm sorry, ffcministries.com. Uh, uh, so Freedom Fellowship Church, we, we love the Lord. We believe that God has called us uh, for such a time as this. Our, our kind of like our, our the vision and mission for the church is changing lives, changing the community and changing the world. And we believe it happens in that order as, as, as our lives are changed, as we draw near to God, as we come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, our individual lives are, are changed as we walk together uh, as brothers and sisters. We, be, we kind of catch the vision to, to, to walk and to, to, to bring the gospel into our community and not just our community, not just 
we our goal is not just that Dale City or Woodbridge, that, that the people of this community would know the Lord, but that the world would know the Lord. And that that, that God would use us in, in, in mighty ways to to, to to compel people or to, 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 to tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ that they may come to know him as their personal Lord and Savior. And ultimately, as we, we stay true to the vision, we'll change the world one person at a time, one community at a time, and, and kind of like working together as a part of the, the whole body. Uh, so, so that's kind of our vision. That's who we are. We're, we're a non-denominational, multicultural church, multi-generational. Um, kind of we have, a, we have some, some more seasoned believers, and we have some young folks. Praise God for our, our, our young folks, and praise God for those who, who, who've been walking with the Lord for some time. And, and I believe that in every church, you should have some of each. The Bible says that the, the, the older must teach the younger. Um, so praise God that we have some people who've been walking with the Lord for, for some years because you got some young folks who who, who love the Lord, um, but also they they, they 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 kind of like lack in, 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 in wisdom. They make up for in zeal. So I, so I, I love that you kind of have the, the whole group together, the whole bunch together. Hey, we, we'll, we'll run this race together. And, and hey, you may not be able to carry this. Um, but you may not know how to carry this. Um, so, so we walk together as brothers and sisters in, in the Lord. So that's kind of who we are. That, that's, that's our, our DNA. Um, and that's kind of like how God is, has wired us to, to be. So, so by the grace of God, come check us out. Come fellowship with us. You can come check us out uh, and fellowship with us in the building. But you can also kind of tap in online and, and get connected to, to what God is up to in, in Freedom Fellowship Church. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Vincent, we can't thank you enough for coming on. You didn't have to do this. You didn't need to do this. We truly appreciate you. You have the last word. Do you have any closing thoughts for our audience? And just so you know, our audience is typically not, this is not, this is not all, all inclusive, but our audience is typically 30 to 55 year olds who are trying, I lovingly call them the get better club. They're trying to be a better person <laughs> themselves. Amen. So do you have any closing thoughts for our audience? And, 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 and as you do provide those closing thoughts, I just want to say thank you. No, I would say I appreciate having me on. I would just encourage each of us just to continue to get better one day at a time. Walk in humility because there are different people that, that God has called you. And you may not like your, your current boss, but you can learn something from them. You may not like someone's character, like certain characteristics or, or certain things, but, but it's, it's an opportunity to grow and it's an opportunity to kind of get better each day. Don't feel like you got to figure it all out today or tomorrow uh, by the grace of God. Uh, you, you have another day. Um, so, so keep trying to get better. Uh, allow yourself to grace as you go um, and have that, that right that right attitude. If you enjoyed Pastor Horace Vincent as much as we did, you can check him out at FFC Ministries. That's M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S dot com. And you can also find him on Facebook and Instagram at Freedom Fellowship Church.